I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I suggest you shut up and show more football. Come on, come on. Pick it, pick it. We've done that thing. magician. I'm Richard Keyes. And I'm Andy Gray. Okay. Yeah, I've got that. I'm, I was sharp this morning. Last week you I was weren't a bit, I was a bit convinced I, I know, by your I know. Well, you know, sometimes I look in the mirror and wonder who I am, actually. To be fair, Richard. <laughs> Over the years. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go again. Um, number three in, in a series that I would like to think has no end. Mm. Um, big thanks, first of all, to those who have subscribed. Uh, please do on whatever platform you get your podcasts on and we will automatically appear as if by magic on that platform every week ready for you to listen. Excellent. And speaking of which, mm-hmm. uh, we should say hello and, and, and enormous thanks to people listening in. Go on, Ned. Ireland, okay. the USA, yeah. Australia, Qatar, the UAE, Spain, Canada, Singapore, Somalia, Sweden, Germany, India, Uganda, Malaysia, Norway, Cambodia, Tanzania, Iraq, Kenya, Switzerland, Kuwait, Oman, Pakistan, South Africa, Egypt, Gibraltar, Thailand, Greece, Austria, Japan, <laughs> Jersey, Liberia, Nigeria, the Sudan, and of course... The UK. <laughs> oh, excellent. Well, what I'd like to see it having heard that was don't be last. <laughs> Can't be many countries left. So, as I said, big yeah. thanks to all of you that have uh, listened thus far. And I think we're number four. This is three in the current series. Yes, we yes, did one way yes. back in the summer, didn't we? Well, um, we could just call it a pilot back in the summer. This is three. correct. Yeah. yeah. Um, thanks for your thoughts, good and bad. We'll uh, get sorry, around sorry, to some of those sorry. before. I know what you're going to say. Do you say bad before the end of the, before the end of this week's podcast? If you want to get in touch, you can do so on Twitter at Keys and A N G Keys and Gray Pod or on Insta. 
You like that? Yes, yeah. I like Insta, it. Insta. Insta. Yeah, we like it. Insta. I know what that is. Like, Insta. Yeah. Uh, you're using the same handle, keys at keys and gray pod, and we're reading your emails as well. You can get in touch with us by email at keys and gray the podcast at gmail.com. Keys and gray the podcast at gmail.com. So, the big picture. <laughs> or the big picture or not. Well, I, I think, oh, perhaps I should at this point also suggest, or trail rather, what we're going to be doing. We're going to be talking to a man today who who mm. wasn't necessarily universally overly popular when he worked in our business. Yeah. And, and might be a, a name unfamiliar to a lot of sports fans. Yeah, sports, sports fans. fans. Sport, yes, because he was more, he was, he, he was an irritant for us in the industry. <laughs> our, our gaffer, Vic Wakely, used to say, he, he used to describe him... Um, Using I, I, one or two forceful words, yeah, flowery language. Yes, but always said, always said, but he's brilliant at what he does. Mm-hmm. Brilliant at what he was. He was brilliant at what he did. Uh, I've got a very exciting Champions League update for you. Oh, have you? Good. Yes, which I'll mention in just a moment. Excellent. So, so Charlie Sale is our guest today, former sports diarist mm-hmm. on the Daily Mail, um, and we'll get around to talking to him in just a moment. And, and uh, it's a well-timed guest because the big picture is something everybody's talking about. Um, for, for me, Andy, surprisingly, um, somewhat negatively. Um, oh, well, let me ask you first of all, before yeah. you do that, why now? The, the, the one thing that came across to me is why now? COVID. Season's just started. COVID. We're just off and running a brand new season after mm. the summer that we've had with football. And will it start? Will it not? Why? Purely because of COVID. I think COVID has given them the opportunity they needed. The, the clubs are dying. Clubs will die. Mm-hmm. Um, Agreed. They they need the last time we had proposals for the Premier League to to help out lower down the pyramid, uh, the, the the football league was offered a twenty percent share sure. of TV rights, and they said no. no. And every day since, they must have regretted it. This package offers twenty five percent, which is an enormous amount of money, and would keep everybody from the top of the Championship down afloat. So. Where's the problem with that? I don't have one. I don't have one with with the ridiculous idea. Initially, it was a good idea. It 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 worked in in, in the early nineties. But but payments now, parachute payments. It's it, it's nonsense that you can leave the Premier League with more money than than the Champions League winners yeah, no. will take out of a season. It's also unfair in the other teams in the Championship. Totally wrong. Totally wrong. And and it's a con. Norwich so City. What would you say then to people like Norwich City, to maybe others who have come up and and scaled their, 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 their salaries and not had the foresight to put in clauses in players' contracts that if we should be going down. Oh, the I, think they, do now. I they think, do think they do now. I think they do now. I think they do now. So I think they do. That was a lot of the reason why we were told parachute payments were there to That's cover right. the expense of a team dropping. But out. look at Norwich, West Brom this year to a lesser degree. Norwich came up last year without any intent of staying. Had they done they by some fortune, they, may argue they might. But but the, 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 they'd they be wrong. Spend. They didn't. They didn't expect to stay. But they took a hundred mil out of the season mm-hmm. minimum and went back and regrouped. Now, if that's your only target, you, you, you're conning people. You're conning season ticket holders who are spending good money to go and watch their yeah. team and believing that they're going to make an effort to stay in the league. But they're not. West Ham. West. Oh. Sorry, let me just no, go on, go on. West Ham. You know, leave, leave Upton Park and we'll deliver Champions League football. No, you won't. No, you haven't. No. no, you're not going to. You know, football clubs need to be more honest. Yeah, but let, listen, I agree with you, right? But I think we have to distinguish between, you say, they had no intention of staying up. Now, that may have been the intention of the board, the owners, that we have this, we're going to get 100 million and we're going to go back down again. But surely you can't say that the gaffer 
in the playoffs. No, 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 and the I staff agree. No, I didn't agree. want to stay up I, I, and absolutely. didn't do everything in their power to stay up. Absolutely, but deep down, Daniel Fark will have known. I haven't. I haven't got the tools. Mm-hmm. I haven't got the tools. I'm, not I, giving I, the money. I'm, I'm going to have a go at this, but I haven't got the tools. That's why he kept his like job. Slavin. It's not it's his a bit fault. Like an old club of mine, and I know it obviously because my family supports it, my in-laws. But it's a bit like West Brom. They've, they've sat there all summer. These my, my in-laws thinking, yeah. well, when are we going to buy somebody? When are we going well, to spend not. some of this hundred million, this hundred twenty million that's that's coming into the club? The you're answer not. is you're not. The one thing that I I, I strongly argue. That should be maintained is the one club, one vote. Now, Absolutely. Ken Bates, when he was the owner of Chelsea, back then, well, they are again now, but were regarded as one of the bigger clubs. Mm-hmm. And Ken was absolutely insistent that, that, that the 22 members initially, mm-hmm. uh, and 18 was the target, remember, which we've never yeah. got to, yeah. everybody should have a vote. Now, I, I don't subscribe to the view that the big six only can or Everton, West Ham and, and Southampton Not can me. be. That's, that for me is an absolute no-no. But yeah. I do think there were many other good things in it. Community Shield, get rid. Who cares? What about the... League what Cup, about charity? really? What about charity? But, but there's enough money goes into charity now from all sorts of different places. Mm-hmm. It, the Community Shield was from an era when that wasn't the case. Mm-hmm. The League Cup, Andy, nobody takes seriously. Nobody takes seriously. Nobody in the Premier League. Nobody in... If you, look for, if you want promotion, nobody in the Championship. Yeah, if you nobody, want to stay yeah. in the Championship, nobody yeah, at the bottom yeah. end. Yeah, I get that. Alan Hardacre launched it in the 60s, early 60s, as a competition for football league clubs. Give it back to Give them. Give it back to them. I agree with that. Listen, there's been a couple of things I agree with, that, that like you. Um, two of the things that, that leapt out to me, and you'll, you'll, I'm going to ask you about the other one, because you'll, as you're the journalist of the duel, you'll be able to tell me what, what the situation is. One we've dealt with, no, the big six, a big nine, whoever it might be, no. cannot have control of no. football. Cannot be allowed to make decisions for every club in the country. Six clubs, no. That cannot be, that's a no-go for me. The other thing that I'm unsure about, does it affect uh, Project Big Picture? Does it affect the pyramid system? Because I've read a lot this week about protecting the pyramid system because it's what makes it unique mm. and makes it strong and gives teams like Leicester, like Wimbledon, like Wigan, the opportunity to come and achieve things that they would normally achieve. So is the pyramid system under threat? I, not for me, okay. because you've, you've still got two coming out of the championship automatically, and you're reverting to a system that we used to operate and did in the first three or four years, whereby the team finishing 18th now, it used to be 20th when there were 22, goes into the playoff with third, fourth, and fifth from the championship. Yeah. Now, usually one of those clubs is better than than one or all three of the teams leaving us now. So I, I, I don't see how they're saying we've, 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 we've locked this down. It, 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 it doesn't make any sense. There's been so much negativity, Andy, and I, I will keep using this phrase. You and I were part of an enormous change in football oh, back yes. in 91. Oh, goodness. Goodness, right? yeah. How can we sit here now and argue that football should not evolve? You know, Martin Samuel... No, it should evolve. Hen- Henry went to... Who are the dinosaurs now? It should evolve. Because it's not us. My, I tell you what I'm concerned. And as a supporter, right? And we, we, this is what I quite like about us, because we have different opinions on certain things like this. Uh, and you kind of have a go at me as a supporter, an ex-player, etc., and protecting football in many ways. And I just worry that we're going to lose football... Because of greed, as well, we know. I think you're. Right? I, think, I think you're too late. I think you, you, you and Richard Scudamore both. I mean, p- people that have reared up now talking about foreign owners don't understand the tradition of English football. Sorry, 
You should have thought about that when you let them yeah, in. I know they should American have. owners haven't bought have English football clubs for any other reason than to make money. No idea. It's a business, Andy. I know, you know John Henry doesn't go to bed every yeah, night how, thinking... How much money do you want to earn? Is it, is it, is it like, we just keep earning then? We just keep earning to the detriment of football what, as we know what, it? What is detriment? What, 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 is, what, is, what has money done to, to, to put football in a detrimental position in the UK? It hasn't. Largely, you could say that there is individual greed, and that's another matter entirely. But we've got the most successful league in the world. During COVID, we sat many times and talked about it. I don't think it's possible to generate domestically anymore the sort of money that has been previously. So you've got to look elsewhere. You've got to look to the rest of the world. So that means you've got to have a but larger have, summer. Don't they have a three billion? Deal with the rest of the yeah, world yeah, for overseas rights. They've just lost a huge contract Chinese. in China. Aye. It's not going up anymore. It's coming down. So you take your club to to the various different continents during the summer. You take your club to your supporters, but and that's something that, else that we disagree about. They're doing that. They're going. Yeah, they are, and they want to do it more now. Either you encourage that and have control of it, or they'll do it anyway. They'll sort themselves well, out we, with we, a new are, super league. Are we just then creating uh, footballing Harlem Globetrotters? To, well, yes and no. Again, it depends where you're coming from. <laughs> 62,000 people that go to Anfield every week is an enormous number. 72,000 to Manchester United. But not when you put it into to, 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 to world terms. There are probably 72,000 Manchester United fans in, in Manhattan. Mm -hmm. So, you know, start then to think different. China, India, all these places where you can go and play football in front of your fans. With, with, we, we've got it now. If you want to buy football this weekend, an app, fifteen ninety nine. I'll watch it from here. Mm -hmm. I, I, I just think we can contain it by encouraging it to the point that they want now to say, we'll go pre-season, we'll play in these tournaments and make money. But if we... But if we it, yes, but it, they want to do it more. That's why they want a later start. And if we don't... So they want genuine competition erased from the programme. Let's say League Cup. I say genuine competition because it's a trophy that a lot of people... <laughs> think a lot about you did yes you won it what we're saying so what we're saying is get rid of genuine competition or, or or competition as we've known it for the last 60 years yes because that's how the league cup's been in and and then get rid of that so it frees up space for half a dozen clubs maybe eight maximum uh, to feather the nest abroad yes by playing in lucrative competitions so therefore when that seven or eight go and do that what are the other 13 going to do the other 13 will be playing in smaller tournaments but probably many similar around different parts of the world that that's that's the bottom line Andy. yeah and, I'm, and, I'm, I'm really concerned I, I mean that you go back to the 39th game you talk you talk about a lot about playing overseas and i get where you're coming from i understand it i understand that manchester united have more fans around the world than they do in manchester or in england Combined, not just I'm, United. Let me leap in and defend you I'm before Liverpool, United fans start yeah, battering you and say yeah. it's the same with all of the yeah, big clubs. Yeah, Liverpool, Chelsea, they, they are worldwide. They have fans, but I'm I'm not prepared to see eighteen games or ten games of my team played abroad. No, I I, I don't think any time soon that's a formula that will come, but I think it's coming. And I think it will come more quickly. Very if game would have been a good idea. It would have been too late now. Everybody ah. else embraced it. Every other sport embraced it. Every other league embraced yeah. it. But if we, if we don't if we don't do something now to address the issue as it's been presented, that will happen, in my view. Right. So let's contain it to a summer. Let's let's encourage them to go and play these these games in, in different parts of the world and make the money they want to. And then let's get on with our league. And what what are we losing? Eight games, an eighteen team league. So what? No, I don't mind eighteen teams. 
I'm for that. I don't mind. I think that uh, genuinely, 1992, when we all started here, the thought was we'd have 18 teams in the Premier League. That was the idea. Yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm not against 18 teams in the Premier League at all. I'm, I'm really not. I think that that would be a decent idea. Um, but it's just, a, you know, it's 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 come along at a time. Oh, no, I, as a journalist, answer me this, right? There are at least two teams went into this meeting this week, right? With the proposals of Project, what's it called? Big, Big picture. picture. With Project Big Picture firmly in their minds, right? Another four were backing them, we hear, mm-hmm. the big six. And maybe Everton, who were the others? West Ham. Probably. And maybe Newcastle. Southampton, maybe. Yeah. So how come they can go into that meeting and come out three hours later and say, we've unanimous, unanimously <laughs> uh, said no to Project Big Picture? Because they know they're going to get it because they know the PR that they were getting was 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 Bad. terrible Bad. from from the dinosaurs in the British press that don't <laughs> understand football evolution. Um, so so better to come out and say, well, we we, we put that down. Um, they haven't. It'll happen, Andy. And and if, if it's not now, it, very soon now, there will be a similar scheme put back into the public arena. I'm mm. absolutely convinced by that because it has to change. Yeah. It's got to Americans, It's got to evolve. Americans, I, I, it's important. Are you talking change? No, are you talking evolve? Evolve. I'll use that word. Because we're slightly different, isn't it? Yes, what we're talking I'll, I'll about. I'll use that word. It it, it it's. It's got to evolve. It will evolve, and and we can't stop it. Americans don't get the British. I know they don't football business model. I know they don't. So we've got to to accommodate what they want to do. And and as I just said, John Henry didn't buy Liverpool because he wanted to win the Champions League. If he wanted to win the Champions League, it was because it was going to be a lucrative way. Yeah. To, to to double the money and more that he has. Mm-hmm. But it, it doesn't mean the same to him as the man that buys his ticket on the cop. No, of course it doesn't. Not not a chance. The Glazers are the same. You can say that. Of course. You can level that. The Chinese ownership any of various other clubs in any England as well. It's, it's... So, I think, uh, unusually, um, we, we've, we've over-talked. No. Um, I think we? I think we should introduce our guest, Andy. All right, hold on. Just a quick one before we do. I yeah. want to just say happy birthday to somebody. Go on. I know. Are we allowed to do that? Of course podcast? we are. It's our podcast. Right, we can well, do what we to, like. Because he's special. Yeah. He's, he's, he's obviously a great mate of mine and we share wonderful times at Everton together. Graham Sharp, I can't believe, has turned, wait for it, 60 today. <laughs> Sharpie, 60. Yeah. I remember that young man oh. from when I was working that patch. Uh-huh. Ipswich, another shocking performance, and Sharpie's on the bus, and I'm saying, Graham, Graham, can, can you... Give two, me five two minutes. minutes. Interview. Yeah. He never. Cross came the curtain. What, when he was just a yeah. young boy? I have not forgotten Sharpie. You are joking, Sharpie. Uh-huh. Well done, Sharpie. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have done the same. <laughs> happy birthday, fella, anyway. Yeah, happy birthday, Sharpie. <laughs> right, guest. Yeah. Charlie Sale, my friend. No, no, no. no. That's, Come that's on. a mistake that's, straight uh, away. No, I shouldn't really have said my friend. Charlie Sale. <laughs> Everybody's friend. <laughs> <laughs> or nobody's friend. This is a man, Andy, in the business who united united people more than anybody I know in a in a in a common what's the word? It wasn't a dislike of Charlie. He frightened people. Frightened them. He frightened people. He frightened people in our business. Oh, oh so you, are you saying to me that it was more likely that people in the business would 
turn to the mail in a, in a morning and the first thing they turn to is Charlie's column. Yes. To see if they were mentioned. Yeah. <laughs> do, do you miss it, Charlie? Uh, well, no, I, I got ill and so I had no sort of um, option but to retire, really. For It wasn't so conducive to sort of fighting the illness I had. So, no, no, I enjoyed it. I had a good run and um, absolutely no regrets. Um, how, all good. How is your health? That's the most important thing. How are yeah, you? Yeah, no, now? it's fine. Yeah, yeah, no, fine. I'm on the right sort of medication. It's fine. I'm uh, doing different things. So, all good. All good. Uh, Charlie, yeah, when, still in touch. Yeah, Charlie, Charlie, when you got into this business, was it always your intention to become a diarist? Uh, no, not really. No, uh, I think I wanted to be a sports editor yeah. first, but I sort of, you know, the way things go, I sort of. So I fell into it, and that was the sort of right thing, and uh, obviously enjoyed it. But obviously, it's pretty hard work, and I think eventually, the sort of contributed to sort of the, the work load or the work what I put into it contributed to my illness, made me ill. So I'm not uh, surprised, Charlie. But, I, I know, genuinely don't know how you did it. For those no. that don't know, we really should explain. Charlie yeah. Sale, uh, diarist, uh, sports confidential in the Daily Mail, which is now a weekly column on a Monday morning. When Charlie did it, it was a daily, daily. column with a minimum of six different stories, and it, he just used to churn stuff out about our industry. And I was I was liking you, Charlie, to Nigel Dempster. When, when, when Nigel started out... People were fearful of him around uh, the the showbiz circles, mm. but he became the the must have man at a party. If you had something to say, you needed Nigel well, to be there was to say that. it too. Charlie was never that popular. <laughs> Come on! But did, did you find did you find as you went along, Charlie, that people more and more came to you with things that they wanted to say rather than you having to hunt them out? Well, it's a fifty-fifty, you know, a bit of both. Obviously, you build up contacts. They come to you. They'll be able to sort of trust you, and also, you know, I, I didn't betray confidences. You know, I tried to keep, you know, keep get on with the people as much as I could. But obviously, the story always came first. So that meant upsetting. I didn't mind upsetting people. <laughs> um, really? <laughs> uh, you know, the story of the paper came first. So, would um, would would you ever um, have compromised? Uh, a relationship, um, not written a story because you knew someone well enough that you didn't want to hurt or harm? Ooh, not too often. You have too many of them, you never write anything. <laughs> so it's pretty hard on that. Well, very few occasions when I wouldn't write a story just because I knew you like the person. In fact, very rarely. Um, Sometimes I regret, you know, people used to trade off, said, well, give me things. You know, somebody said, oh, don't put this in and I'll give you something else. Yeah. I occasionally did that. Usually regretted it because what they gave me wasn't as good as what I had for the first time. (laughs) (laughs) How many times, Charlie, would you say you'd taken a story to your your editors? Would you take it to to your editors and they've gone, no, we can't run that? Yeah, well, that happened occasionally. Obviously, the lawyers came into it. Uh, Daily Mail were very good and very brave than a lot of other papers because it's a strong paper. But quite often that happens, yes. Certainly, the editors, certainly, I remember doing stories on the Daily Express when friends 
writing about friends of the editors and uh, <laughs> it didn't appear. Um, and there's nothing... It still annoys me. Well, I was going to say, I, I mean, we spoke to Neil Harmon a couple of weeks ago and he, he was explaining why he gave up what he described as the best job he'd ever had, which mm. was football correspondent at the Mail, when they started telling him what to put in his piece. But I, I can't imagine there's Ooh. anything worse, Charlie, than, than, than someone telling you what you can and can't write. No, it isn't. But no, they didn't tell me what not to write. They just saw things didn't appeal. The lawyer said you can't run that. And, and sometimes you, you know, if you can play, you've got to know. The older I got, I think I got better. I used to go berserk at the start, you know, <laughs> until I couldn't write something. But eventually, you had to, as you say, be aware of some more things. And there's no point sort of getting upset about that particular one. There's always the next day. How many people would you say uh, down the years have threatened to knock you out? Uh, how, long, how long have you got? Well, I, I, quite a few, quite a few, including I think both of you two. Um, <laughs> no, that's no, not. Well, I, I, I'm, I'm a, I'm not a fighter, Charlie. So it couldn't me, have been me. me. It really couldn't have been me, but, Charlie. But I do suspect you may have fallen foul of my colleague. We, we, had, we, had, we had, I think we had a small disagreement, you, Charles, and I, in, in Moscow, I believe it was Moscow, was, Charlie, was it? wasn't it? Before, it? before the Champions League final, I'm pretty sure it was there. <laughs> oh, healthy. Oh, healthy. Well, <laughs> <laughs> like you, I'm a coward. <laughs> Listen, on a serious note, what have you made of the big picture yeah. this week? How a uh, d- d- number of questions, really, all at, all at once. How do stories like that surface? In whose interest was it to get it out, and and where do you see it ultimately going? Well, it always gets out in the press in, in the end. I mean, I think the sort of Rick Parry uh, wanted it out. You know. All stories in sport, especially football, don't last long. So, mm. you know, such scrutiny. Um, it's a fascinating story. I think it's inevitable. I mean, this has been going on for a number of... The big six are just getting more and more powerful. Mm. I mean, different dynamics change. Richard Scudamore leaving the Premier League was a massive um, sort of landmark in that respect. Because I, I, I'm sure it all goes back to a TV deal with China, which in fact I think now has been... Um, yes, it has. It. it has, but yeah. I think happened, they're in the, the middle, middle of, of a legal meeting. fight, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, in the middle of that meeting, uh, I think 2016, the big six had a sort of meeting between themselves in the middle of a Premier League um, sort of collective deal and Scooter went berserk. But uh, he knew from then on the writing was on the wall. But he could never, con- you know, once sort of uh, that's out in the open, the big six will work together. It's inevitable that um, they'll get more power. This, do you this think, won't go away. This do you think, Charlie, that 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 idea is to start with the overseas rights because it might be able to, it might be easier for them to push that through to get more of the pie, if you like, the big six, and then having done well, that, well, they've already done that. Yeah, they've already done that. And okay, haven't they? They've already gone back that. This and this is, I mean, it's a bit sort of taking advantage of the uh, of the pandemic with sort of obviously if they want the bailout. Of the football league, then they've got to have something for themselves. I mean, I'm a, sort of surprised that it's been so rejected so quickly. Me too. Because at too. the end of the day, the effort, they need the money. These clubs won't survive unless mm. you know. But you can't expect the Premier League to sort of. I mean, you see what's happened since then. All they've offered is fifty million, isn't it? Which yeah. has been rejected by the other clubs. Another big dynamic. Go on. Do you think? Do you think this was has been inevitable? And and. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Do you think this has been inevitable since we opened up ownership of the Premier League clubs to foreign investors? hundred percent, yeah, because they can't understand it. I mean, the, the guy at Man City, Ferran Soriano, 
he just can't he can't get his head around the fact that he has to share income, you know, with the lower sort of teams in the Premier. He just can't. He comes from Barcelona, and they don't do it. They, they keep all their rights, don't they? Mm. And he, he just can't get his head around it. I mean, the big six. I mean, it's just come across a bit sort of greedy. It's, uh, it was obviously leaked before they had all their ducks in the row, so they had to get it out. But um, something like this is inevitable. I mean, it'll only carry on in that path. So we, I mean, we, how are these clubs going to survive? Well, you see, I'm with you, Charlie, I, I, and we were talking about this before we joined you. I, I, I was amazed that, 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 that there was so much opposition to it. I'm, I'm surprised that people like your old colleague um, used to answer the phones for us at Haters, uh, Sammy, Martin Samuel, Henry Winter. Um, <laughs> you, you know, I, yeah. I, I mean, I couldn't... This too, you just said it won't go away. I, I've said that. It, this is just the start for mm. me, but... You know, who are, the, is, yeah. who are the dinosaurs now? There's me looking to embrace and engage and want a conversation mm-hmm. on, on a number of the, the proposals I saw, which I think yes. are good. And, 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 and the majority of the British sports press seem to have, have, have circled the wagons and said, no, no, not at any price. Well, it's going to happen, isn't it? So, so how is the best way to engineer it? I think they're the short-sighted their view. Um, you can't things can't sort of stay all the same. You, got, you can't have ninety clubs now in this day and age. No, no, I've always yeah, said some that clubs job. unfortunately in Division uh, One and Two will have to go part time and whatever. I mean, I thought that uh, Project Big Picture uh, made a lot of sense, and also Rick Parry. The other dynamic is you've got the guys now running the football league. He's done all these jobs. Mm. He's been in a Premier League club. He's run the Premier League itself. He knows he's, he's far bigger, more influential than the guy who runs the Premier League. Mm. Um, so, again, the dynamic has changed. Whilst when Scudamore was in charge, he he did remarkably well to keep the sort of 20 clubs um, as a collective for so long. But there's only one direction to travel, and it ain't the collective of 20 clubs. It's towards the big six. So somebody made the point. At least we've got big six. It's better than... Italy is one club, always wins. <laughs> yes. Germany, one yes. club's win. Spain, two clubs win. We've got six, maybe Everton. Seven, Thank you very eight, much, Charlie. I was just to put a pull you up for that again. <laughs> <laughs> you, got, you, got, you got in just in time with Everton. Maybe there, Villa, <laughs> maybe Newcastle. Yeah, These yeah. are big clubs. But you see, I, I, well, exactly, my yeah. view on Scudamore, um, Charlie, is that I, I think as long as the TV rights were going up and they did every three years and obviously his bonus with it, he wasn't too concerned about <laughs> yeah. who owned yeah. what. It, it was, and, and he could keep the guys in line whilst that was the case. But it's peaked now. I, right. I, I mean, whether the bubble has yeah. burst or not, yeah. I hope it has, because I think they need a reality check, a lot of these people. But what, what, what big picture for me, yeah, I, I said to Andy earlier, I had no problem with, with getting rid of parachute payments. What a con. Um, yeah, Norwich City up last year, knew they were going down, didn't spend a penny, took... Season to get money off supporters and didn't try a leg to stay in the league. That that's that's something that's yeah. got to change. It really has. And and eighteen clubs isn't that where we came in? Isn't that what we wanted? Well, absolutely, absolutely. And also, but you know, looking ahead, they said future TV deals will be done. You'd include the championship and the other clubs in the in the deal. They get twenty five percent. So the big picture, rather than rec clubs, it actually keeps them in bus- every club in business. Why um, then, Charlie? You know these people. Yeah. Why have they rounded up almost to a man the press to condemn this? Because somebody else gets the story. You know, Sam Wilson's telegraph got the story. So <laughs> your first thing to do is to knock it down. I mean, even some Sam always got the telegraph to knock it down. It's the way, way we work. Oh, that, you know, 
there'd be a lot of people who think, oh, great, we've knocked that one back. <laughs> if it was their story, they certainly wouldn't be knocking it back. Of course, I hadn't really considered um, that, but no. of course. Um, but, it, it, I mean, when I picked the paper up this week, the mail, and um, which I find less and less reasons to read, Charlie, since you've left. Yeah, me too. Um, <laughs> Especially a diary. When, when, it, when it said, <laughs> it's all over. No, it's not. It's just started in my well, view. No. It's the start of, of a new year. I, I, I mean, couldn't agree more. Well, yeah. wait, well, I'm trying to think of the year. 30 years ago. I mean, 30 years ago. 91. You, yeah, nearly 30 Before years ago. You and, I, you and I were around at the start of the biggest shake-up of football in a century. Mm. Um, so it was inevitable. It's going to change again, surely. I, 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 of course, absolutely. Yeah. I, I, it, football evolves. I mean, yeah. it, it, either that or we go back to playing without floodlights in a 22-team <laughs> first division. Well, yeah, I mean, it's it's ridiculous. So anyway, Charlie, what are you up to these days? Well, actually, I'm writing a book about... I mean, I'm... <laughs> you <laughs> As you said, uh, anything I did write about football used to text me, say, oh, your column's terrible. Get more football in it. But so I'm writing a book about some uh, about the MCC and the tunnels under Lords, which uh, I'm sure you'll find very boring. But, well, I'm uh, already uh, I'm already lo- I'm already looking forward to this. But it's true. Did you not find that that when your column didn't have a football story in it, and I know that, that, that at the time you would argue differently because you wanted to go to the Masters and, yes. and the Olympics and these yeah. great, and the big Test matches. But without yes. a football story, Sports Confidential wasn't. Yeah. For me, it wasn't worth a read. Do you get that now? <laughs> no, I don't. There's only two people who, who had that opinion. You're, you were one of them. Kiki's is one of them. Who was the other one? The other one was a gentleman that you know very well, and uh, he's approaching his 70th birthday, Charlie, would you believe? Easter. Yeah. No. Yeah, the does, other, Charlie know, does Charlie know Trevor? They, I think they happened to cross each other at Ascot one year. Other they, than that, I don't think they know each other I don't particularly think, I well. Think, no. I didn't think no. Trevor knew. <laughs> <laughs> Charlie, well, you or did I know me? I've already said that, Charlie. When again, we, 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 I, I said this is a guy I've never met, but yeah, I'm looking I forward know. to talking with. You mentioned cricket in that, Charlie. Is your Ian Bell story make your book? Ian <laughs> Bell. No, 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 no. It's nothing about me, this book. What? To run, run your Ian Bell story past us for a bit, would you please, Shelley? What happened with you? This is good. Oh, no, no, Ian Bell. He's, um, in fact, my dad, um, uh, until Ian Bell broke the record, my dad was the uh, youngest guy to get 100 for, for uh-huh. Warwickshire yeah. in 1938. So, so I was very proud of that. Obviously, yes. We're in a bar with a few occasions when the sort of press uh-huh. sort of mingle with the sort of England team whether it's cricket, football or rugby. But I was in a bar in South Africa and I was wondering uh, whether I should go up to, you know, I know what sportsmen are like, mm. you know, whether I should go up to Bell and introduce myself and say, look, you know, my dad, um, well, actually I knew Bell, but just tell him about my my, uh-huh. my dad's record. Uh, so I thought, oh, OK, I will. So I went up and he basically turned his back on me. Oh, dear. So I told him, I said, <laughs> ever since then I've tried to... <laughs> Do him in the paper. <laughs> Excellent, Charlie. Yes. Love that. Love, Love that. Oh, by the way, story. Shane Warne sends his best wishes. Warm regards. <laughs> yeah, there's another no, one. I don't. <laughs> Charlie, it's been an absolute treat for us. Uh, Can't thank you enough. It's uh, it's it's great to hear from you. And, and, and most especially, great to know you're in good health, yeah, my friend. Yeah, stay well, Charlie. Yeah, top man. Both of you. Thank yeah, you very much, well. Charlie. Thanks, Charlie. Well. Cheers.
He's a good lad. He, he, I, I, I mean, thank you again, Charlie. Yes. Um, <laughs> and I wouldn't have hit him in Moscow. I would. <laughs> the job he did, Andy, was thankless because he made himself so unpopular, but needy. And, and mm. I know the column wasn't necessarily the one that everybody that picked the mail up turned to immediately, but everybody in our business yeah, did. Yeah, I did. I had to confess, I did. Everybody did. I did. did. <laughs> and how he churned those stories out and the number of words yeah, that he yeah. would write with them was extraordinary. On a daily basis. And no wonder he got ill. Yeah. But uh, happily to report that Charlie Sale is in good health. Good health. And, um, and he's, he looks like he's enjoying himself yeah. in retirement. I, I did right at the top of the podcast promise you some exciting Champions League news. Oh, yes. Go on. <laughs> It's not that exciting then, is it? I can look at no, your... Oh, it's, is that... okay. <laughs> it's a subject we've previously discussed. Oh. This from Thomas Gronemark. Well, don't know. Never heard if of I had told myself as a kid I would be a throwing coach <laughs> for three Champions League teams all in the same group this season, I probably wouldn't have believed it. It's a crazy situation, but I'm looking forward to the 12 games in Group D. I'm doing a lot of two-day training inspirational visits right now to clubs around the world. So let me know if I should visit your club. This from Thomas on LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. uh, um, really? No, I don't. No. Do, you, do you think Group D is going to be any the better for his contribution to their match day preparation regarding thrones? Um, no. But listen, we embrace everything. <laughs> right? <laughs> And it may give them a percentage. You're right. Right. We, we well, do. the thing I would like to say is, I watched Andy Robertson try and prove some throws playing for Scotland <laughs> in the last couple of games. You serious? He's improved his throwing no, distance yeah. by yeah, we eight done, metres. He apparently, he didn't improve his accuracy very much. So you get thrown a lot of them to the opposition. It was just funny. I was watching some of the, the players that play for Liverpool over the last three or four games over this uh, international break, and it's funny when you see throw-ins taken. It's just, and then you think there's a like actual coach there who's who's telling you what to do and how to throw it. Um, Listen, okay. you're Listen. right. Look, we do embrace change. Yeah. Thomas is looking to try and make a living, and we understand that. And and and, But but please, Thomas, don't don't pretend that it's that significant. It, it may or may not, and, and I don't know. You tell me you played. It may or make a percentage of a difference. And if we're looking into small margins Listen, in the game, there are then, then maybe. There are, but, little, there are movements and throw-ins, depending on where you are on the football pitch, how you manoeuvre the ball forward. And, and when you go up near their penalty area, there's little movements you can make with your own players, little dummy runs, little crossovers, little things that, that happen that you can ma manufacture yourself a couple of yards to, to make something happen. Or you can practice long throws. You can make somebody, uh, I guess, if you keep saying to them, for, right, come with me for half an hour, I'm going to teach you how to throw the ball in further. Fine. There's a technical way of doing that that would make me... You could probably take us two and say, right, how far can you throw? I used to throw the ball quite far from, from my... I was only a skinny Yeah, but I wouldn't want you throwing it. I no, want I you on the end of it. And heading it, I know, but I used to throw it quite far. And I'm sure if someone uh, had a word with me and said, right, technically this is the best way to do it, I can get another five metres from your throw there. Fine, but to what to what end? To what end? Is it going to win me a, an, an FA Cup? Is it going to win me a European <laughs> Championship? Is it going to win me a World Cup? I According to Thomas, yes. Well, it's, 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 that, it's that missing piece mm, in the jigsaw mm. and, and why Well, Liverpool... let me tell you, Thomas, it isn't missing. I mean, throw-ins have been going for time immemorial. Um, if you make someone throw further, I get. But if you're telling me that he can come up with patterns of play from a throw-in that no one has ever seen before that will win him a, a game, no. I'm sorry. Rory Delap was yeah. was arguably modern day the most devastating of all throw-ins. Ian Hutchinson, remember the remember the windmill at well, Chelsea. Ian Ian was responsible for the FA Cup 
replay, final replay win at Old Trafford, wasn't he? With that massive yeah. long throw in, Webby got on the yeah. end of it. Yeah, he did. David well, Webb. Well, Webby the... claims he got on the end ah, of it. Yeah, and, I, mean, <laughs> I know. It was an old goal, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, was, yeah. it was another George Gray, yeah, if you remember. But that was it. It was always the same, Richard. We always had a long throw. Uh, Gary Stevens. Look, uh, we beat Bayern Munich. Here we go. Yes. We beat Bayern yes. Munich in the semi-final. First two were throws. First two were long throws. First one, um, me, won it at the near post. Mm-hmm. Gary Stevens throws it in. I get near post. Um, flip it on, Sharpie comes in, gets a touch on it, one. Five minutes later, opposite, Sharpie goes near post, I stay away, comes in, Faf goes over it, Sharpie goes up with him, flicks it on, I come in and, and side foot it in. Sorry, that was 1985. Yeah. Well, maybe Thomas would argue, there you are, you see, that's that. I'm proving my point. It, it can have a big difference in yeah, a football match. But, maybe, yeah, anyway. but it wasn't a, we didn't have a specialist come in and tell us how to do it. <laughs> No one came in and said to Gary Stevens, Gary, by the way, this is how you throw the ball in, <laughs> 45 metres across the, there. We won out the semi-final on the back of that. So, yeah, yes, they're important if you've got that. And and you, you do notice, I've noticed over the last few few months, that more and more Premier League teams are actually using a long throw now. Mm. Why wouldn't you? See, my my attitude, and it's it's not the purists, right, who maybe would say they want to throw in at the edge of the box and they want to throw in to a player and they, want, and they want 10 passes across the area or whatever. There's a lot of people actually like goal mouth action. So why would when when you get the opportunity to put the ball in the penalty area and you can overload it if you want? By that I mean you could put extra players in mm. there. You can maybe stick a couple of players in that you would normally get in there in open play because you don't want to overcommit. But you from a long throw where you can know you, your mate your mate can reach the front post with a long throw. Why not put it in there like a corner? Why not put Agreed. it in there? A little bit of housekeeping. No, oh. I did not write the Felix Magat article criticising um, Pep for, uh, Guardiola. Um, Magat saying, your teams are boring and Messi won the titles in Barcelona. That's did people largely, think you wrote that? Yeah. Well, that's, is that your pseudonym? It's, it's some your of, pseudonym. <laughs> I saw you come in here with Felix Magat written on your... It is, it is a view, as you know, that I, you I hold. Mm-hmm. Um, if, you, if you want to watch exciting football, I... I it's rare that you, you 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 can, and I'm not saying it hasn't been the case that he's delivered some fantastic football. Yes, but he has. by and large, if you want excitement, watch Liverpool. That 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 would be my view. Excuse me, I'd say if you want excitement, watch the Toffees. Watch the Toffees right now. Uh, let me tell you, or watch Aston Villa thump Liverpool seven <laughs> two. Sorry, Liverpool fans, I know I might have upset you. Oh, we did have some questions. We'll have to do them next week. Oh no, 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 we won't have to do them next week. Oh. I'll go to them uh, because oh. we we're, we're not oh, exactly questions running out of time. Well, yeah, there were comments. We, we we were running out of time. But I was just saying, you know, exciting football comes in all guises. If you want exciting football, go and watch Leeds play. You should be very excited with what they're doing there with Bielsa and his team. They're doing a pretty good job. Yeah, yeah, you're right. So um, what, what, one or two um, emails, Andy. Uh, don't, don't forget, if you're listening now, why not subscribe uh, if you haven't already and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Keys and A-N-G, Keys and Grey pod. Uh, one or two thoughts. Good old uh, uh, King Arthur from Santa yes, Barbara Santa in the Barbara, USA. He's good. Uh, great show, guys. Can Everton win the league? I think Andy... I uh, hope so. Yep. Uh, Benita Red, Rossendale in the UK, where I used to live. Uh, commenting on our thoughts that Gary Neville should uh, get the job of chief executive. And by the way, I th- I'll give Ollie three games. Really? And, th- and then I think people are going to start asking Mr. Ed what 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 is going on. Uh, 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 Bonita Red says, in fairness, I think his real skill is as a front man for commercial organisations. Uh, that's not to disparage him, just focus on what he's proven to be good at. Well, for me, that is mm-hmm. running businesses. That's running businesses, yeah. Because yeah. he's not a coach. Uh, Dale O'Donnell from Tipperary in Ireland via Twitter commenting on on on, on uh, the Gary Neville conversation. No point discussing because the Glazers have exactly what they want in Woodward. Good point. Yeah, but they they can't keep 
trusting to him. No, they can. Uh, Ian Brad Lambert from Brisbane, Australia, via Twitter, and Bobby Robbie in the UK. Uh, thinking outside the box, but unfortunately, Gary doesn't have the sort of business acumen required to run one of the biggest franchises in the world. Yes, he does. Yes. <laughs> I agree. That. But Ian, Ian Brad from Lambert from Brisbane, Australia, he also is just saying here, I don't know what he means. Does he mean, is he saying, he says, please, Gary Neville, please. Now, does that mean, please, I think, Gary Neville? Yes, I, I think it probably saying, does. Come on, guys, please, no, Gary Neville. I think it probably does mean, please, Gary Neville. Come in. I think it would be a very okay. popular appointment, and I think it's the way to go. Yeah. Anyway, that is us for this week. Thank you once again for everything that um, you have done by way of listening and subscribing, those who have. And can I encourage, if you know someone um, that, that should be listening, do. And you can leave us a review, of course, which we'd be very grateful for. Yeah, and just to finish on, come on, Everton. Come on, Rangers. <laughs>